This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Not many mixed martial arts fans, particularly in the United States, might have heard about Adriano Moraes before April 17th. But after his grounded knee knockout over flyweight goat Demetrius Johnson that was heard around the world at one championship one on TNT One event in early April, the Brazilian fighter has made many sit up and take notice. But did you know his journey in the sport of MMA was harder than most? He was abandoned in an alley in Brasilia as a newborn baby and then nearly became drawn into a life of crime as a teen. Hello and welcome to ST Sports Talk, where we bring you sports talking points and interviews every month. My name is Azali Abdulaziz and with me today is one championship flyweight world champion, Adriano Moraes. Hello Adriano, how are you feeling? Has it sunk in yet that you managed the highlight reel knockout of Demetrius Johnson? I feel great, you know, I feel like proud of myself to have this more achievement for my life and uh, the feeling is fantastic, you know, when uh, you have it. A positive results that I work hard for and I'm happy. When you reflect back, how crazy has your journey been from a kid, you know, fighting on the streets of Brasilia uh, to now a world champion in one of the largest MMA organizations in the world? Uh, I never imagined I should be a champion one day, you know, like it's why making me be proud of me today. So uh, I try to focus on my present, you know, and... Uh, to leave my future in the God's hands. So this is a result of hard work inside the gym. And uh, when I look back uh, about my past, and uh, I just see like, I'm so proud of me to overcome a lot of things and be here today. You have been through some difficulty in life, of course, for the sake of our listeners who may not know or didn't catch it earlier. Adriano was abandoned as a newborn baby on the streets in Brazil, but later was adopted at age three. Uh, was life tough for you as a child, Adriano? No, no, no. I was adopted with a wonderful mom. My mom always gave me everything, you know. She gave me a lot of opportunities. She gave me the unconditional love. I never had nothing suffering or nothing, you know, like just in some questions without answers that time. It bothered me sometimes, you know, but I was a happy kid, you know. Even then, you did get mixed up in with a bad crowd when you were a teen, right? Can you share with us what happened? In my city, Brazilian Institute Federal was a little bit tough when I turned I so 12 years old to 13 years old. Uh, when I started to grow up to my adult life, uh, when I was a teenager, I was a little bit like dynamic guy. And um, my brotherhoods, they were gangsters that time. And uh, my old brother, uh, he was gangster too. So they brought me for that life. Uh, I didn't have choice at the time like like. It's just uh, we just have that way, you know, like to protect ourselves in the streets. And uh, I grew up as a man in my hood, so I started to to walk with like there were my friends, but uh, some of them were like uh, bad guys, you know, like so I started to do bad things, you know, for life, bad choice, and I knew that in the future that should bring me something bad for my life. You know, something negativity for my life. So, glory of God, I have pay attention in what I, I mean, was to doing to my life. And uh, I have the options. One day, an old brother of mine introduced me to Jiu-Jitsu. And then I started to compete. And I saw a light 
in my life to get away from the street, you know. And it's helped me a lot to uh, go to correct path for my life. So when you started Jiu-Jitsu all those years ago, did you imagine, you know, one day you would be one of the best fighters in your weight class in the world? No, no, I never. I never imagined. I never imagined. And my goal is just to to be focused on another thing in my life, to be far away from the streets and having fun and try to learn something special for me, you know, because I knew the time is going to pass the same way. It's better the time pass and I may be black belt and learn something good for me than the time pass and I learn nothing. Stay stopped in the time, you know. And I decided to focus on jiu-jitsu, focus on the sport, because I love it. I always love it, the sport, you know. After all that you've went through, how important is it for you to give back to the community? Uh, you started the Gentle Art Institute, a jiu-jitsu academy back in Brasilia, right? You know, I can, the only thing can I do is like talk with them and spend a little bit of my time with them and uh, say something special, you know, like giving my example. That is why you opened the pro- social project uh, Gentle Art Institute in Gama, Brasilia, to help that kids with jiu-jitsu. The time you introduce jiu-jitsu in the kid's life, you already uh, plant the, the seeds, you know? You already plant the seeds in his heart. So when they grow up, whenever the way they're going to choose for their lives, the jiu-jitsu already was there. So they're going to have a choice to come back to jiu-jitsu or they're going to have a choice, whatever one they're going to go, you know, or go to study, be something like lawyer, advertising, marketing, you know, or can choose to be a, a criminal or a gangster, whatever they want. But we're going to do our part, you know, we're going to introduce jiu-jitsu. And I think it's going to help a lot my community. They're going to help a lot of the future of the kids of Brasilia. So in Brazil, in my city, the jiu-jitsu is hard. It is very important. There are a lot of good guys, good black belts, professors, masters. Then they like to share the knowledge of jiu-jitsu and the philosophy of the art for, for them. And I'm so proud of myself to be inside and to be part of this family of jiu-jitsu of Brasilia, Brazil, to help our community. So that is what I wanted to give back, everything. And coming back to the present, what is next for Adriano Moraes? We hear Kairat Akhmatov's name uh, being mentioned a lot as your next challenger. Let's see what's going to happen. I, I'm just waiting for uh, some answers after this fight. And uh, maybe I can go up one class and try to be double champion. Or what trilogy to Kairat Akhmatov? Or I can give the rematch to Danny Kinga. You know, let's see who's who going to be my next challenge. I'm here in one championship. I'm here to work. And uh, let's see who's going to be my next op- opponent. <laughs> you mentioned the possibility of going up one weight class to bantamweight there. Is that something that is important to your legacy? I don't think like it's going to change my my legacy or, or something. Me and Bibiano Fernandes, we are, we are friends, you know. He's my idol. I respect him a lot, you know. I don't think I'm going to fight against him or going to challenge him, you know, for his belt. I think he's doing a really good job. For me, he's uh, the biggest champion inside the one championship. He's the gold of one championship. But just Chachi can do this what happened. You know, I don't, I don't. Let's see what's gonna happen. Or oh, it's time to the trilogy against Kairat Kimetov. He's a good fighter. He's a hard worker. Also, 
I have undefeated for him already. And it's uh, going to be a good one also. All right, that's all the questions we have. Thank you so much, Adriano, for your time. Uh, congratulations once again on your huge win. Uh, and we wish you all the best going forward. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for this episode of ST Sports Talk. We hope you enjoyed listening. You can search for our show, ST Sports Talk, on your favourite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Like us and rate us. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.